and the truth behind them. Have you ever been lied to? I know I have. What if I could tell you that there's a way you can tell if you're being lied to and save yourself from falling into a trap? It's a trap! <laughs> <sighs> hey everybody, welcome to the show. Uh, my name's Austin. Uh, today I have Brian here with me. Uh, as I said we would next time. Say hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. <laughs> oh boy, this is going to be a long long day. Probably. Um, so, first of all, uh, what we have planned for you today is going to be uh, some of the top myths of lying and deception detection. Um, but before we get into that, uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about how I got into deception detection. Um, I started learning about it about 10 or so years ago. Um, it all started with a TV show called Lie to Me. It was on uh, Fox and I would watch it sometimes in school and the whole body language. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You were watching TV shows in school? Oh, yeah. I wish I could have done that. (laughs) I mean... I did go to public school. So I did too. But... That I would explain a lot. <laughs> um, but the the whole thing about if you've never seen the TV show, um, it was basically about this body language, like a human lie detector. Uh, he was contracted out with basically the FBI, CIA, um, and he was a the like top human lie detector in the world. Um, And he would solve crimes and stuff, you know, based on uh, people's emotions and how they were feeling and if they were lying or not. Um, So that was kind of the whole thing. I suggest you check it out. I think it's probably streaming somewhere on some platform. Um, But that's where kind of where I got involved. Um, uh, The whole body language thing is just incredible to me. And the fact is that it's real science because you you watch some of those shows and you're like oh that would never happen like that that's not real but the whole body language thing is actual real concrete uh science so that's kind of what i've done um i have done a few off the books uh experiments of my own uh, watching tv shows and how they act uh, based on their emotions, and uh, have been quite impressed with what I've found. Um, I'm sure you have. Uh, very impressed. Mm. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna, now we're going to talk about Brian and what uh, what he's done. We're going to talk about Brian? Well, you're going to talk about We Brian. don't talk about Brian. <laughs> anyway, um, so as far as deception detection goes... I'm actually uh, trained as a deceiver. Uh, my background is in magic and mentalism and working as a psychic. Uh, so I have had many experiences as being a deceiver. And the more you do something, the more you learn about it. Therefore, I have developed the ability to spot 
these little nuances that create uh, these deceptions that people so readily uh, pay money for. So um, I've been doing that for about eight or nine years now and uh, looking forward to really going over some of these uh, deception myths that a lot of people believe will tell them the truth about lying but are actually lies themselves. <laughs> Won't that be fun? How ironic. How ironic. <laughs> oh, how the turns have tabled. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, we only have five, so it won't be too terribly long. Um, but the first one is uh, liars don't look you in the eye. Mm, that's an interesting one from my perspective. <laughs> because of the fact that as a magician or a mentalist or a psychic, I can look you straight in the face and tell you something's happening that isn't. Um, I can also tell you that something will happen that won't. For instance, I can tell you straight to your face that a card you have previously chosen is lost in a deck of cards. However, it is in my pocket. And I guarantee you, you'll believe me that it is still in the deck until I've revealed it in my pocket. That is absolutely true. Uh, just a few minutes ago, he did uh, a similar trick on me where I picked the card out of one deck and it showed up by itself in the other deck. And I didn't tell him the card. I didn't give him any indication of what that card actually was. But he picked it right out of the deck. And I was lying the entire time. Yep. So absolutely. There you go. <laughs> um, so let's go ahead and expand on not looking you in the eyes. Um It's actually quite the opposite. Um, good liars won't really need to look you in the eye because they're pretty confident in their ability to deceive you. Um, it's the amateur liars that will actually look you in the eye even more and they'll actually maintain a constant, almost uh, uncomfortable uh, eye, eye contact with you. Yeah, they'll make it kind of awkward. Yeah. It's you, like, oh, why are you why staring are you, why are at you me? Why are you staring at me? Yeah. yeah. And they do that because they want to make sure that... They want to make sure you know they're telling the truth. Oh, yeah. I'm looking you square in the eyes, you know. I'm doing as I'm told. You know, we were... I, I was told as a kid. I don't know if you were. Um, but you were always told... It, look me in the eye and tell me that you whatever insert thing here or look me in the eye and tell me that well what do you think good liars have now gotten into the really good habit of mm -hmm. look you straight in the face yep and bold face lie to you yeah absolutely and it's it's natural mm -hmm. um it's like okay well if i can make somebody believe me by looking them in the eye yeah, then do it. Duh. Right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, I mean... What's the point of lying in the first place? To get an agenda across, right? So Right. Um, so, do you want to do the second one, or...? I don't really care. Go ahead. Yeah. We, we, like I said, I enjoy playing off of okay. you, so we can... So, the second one is Liar's Stutter and Pause, which is partially right. Um... 
Go ahead. I mean, I'll tell you, I, I, I've with this, I, you know, you can, you can, you can turn on the news and see this in play. Uh, watch any politician give a speech. You already know they're lying. If you disclaimer, if you believe politicians are telling the truth, please turn this off. <laughs> if you believe that uh, psychics are telling the truth. Please turn this off. This is not the place for you. No. If you believe, whatever. You know, just just turn it <laughs> off. If you believe, turn it off. Okay. Um, no. Um, I, I, I honestly, you know, especially with, with politicians, it's a perfect example because they will never stutter and they do pause. They do pause on occasion, but they don't pause in the way that it is believed that a liar would. They're not thinking about what they're going to say next. Instead, and you'll see this a lot in stand-up comedy, uh, actually in acting as well, they'll pause for a moment just to allow what they've said to sink in. But it doesn't mean they're not lying through their teeth. And I guarantee you, when it comes to politicians, they are. Oh, yeah. Um, 100%. Uh, do, do do your research on that. They're They're... There's there's no chance that if their mouth is moving, they're lying. That's the end of it. <laughs> um, but you know, really, they don't they don't stutter. When's the last time you saw a a politician stutter? They don't. Why? Because they're public speakers, and public speakers are taught how to not stutter. They have specific speech coaches say that. Absolutely, yeah. Specific um, speech coaches. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> uh, they have specific coaches that tell them, word for word, how what to say and how to say it. They right. are professionally, literally, professionally trained on how to speak to people. Correct. And Brian and I aren't professionally trained. We just find this is a hobby and, you know, we... I guess we put the pieces together where we can. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, <laughs> one thing to go into with stuttering, just because a person stutters doesn't mean they're lying. Um, you have to look at the fact that it's possible this person actually has a stutter. Do you really want to just assume they're lying to you? At that point, you're lying to yourself. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's not going to do you well. Yeah, and the most important thing is in deception detection is to get a baseline. Um, it it's like a doom, 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 doom. baseline. Sure. <laughs> um, no, you have to get what's normal for that person first, and then, like I said, the most important thing to remember is. A deviation from that baseline so what is different about this person this time you know what I don't know I don't know how else to explain that I, I can kind of go into it um, there was a, a speech that I watched recently of a politician where uh, what he was saying was very straight and very deliberate and every single word was you know, he took his pacing, his time. He wasn't, you know, he he was making sure that he was on point with every single thing he was saying. And then there was one little piece that deviated from the baseline of how he spoke. 
it was, and, and it went with his pattern. It was da 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 da. So that's clearly a deviation and a reason to take note. Okay, um, and and that can be any number of reasons why that happened, whether that's an uncomfortable uh, part of the of the speech he's making or something he's unconfident about or something he really just doesn't want to say um, or something that is dishonest. Either one of those is possible. So you have to really pay attention and be careful. Yeah. And, you know, like Brian said, it that person could have not that person specifically you were just talking about, uh, but someone could have a legitimate speech impediment. Um, I know plenty of people that do. And I wouldn't try to use that as evidence that they were lying because that's how they normally are. Um, some people, like myself, just really suck at telling stories. I I don't know why, but I can't every you know, every story I tell is true. That's a lie. Um <laughs> Yeah, it is yeah. for sure. Um but Every story, it doesn't matter if it's true, false, whatever. Um, every story that I tell is going to have more than one pause. And that is 100% true. Um, I just don't... I'm not great at telling stories. I can't think fast like that. Uh, which is why I have a lot of, uh, um, well, yeah, and... <laughs> um, let's see. But... <laughs> Uh, or they, and this could go with the lying, is they may not have thought out what they wanted to say before they say it. And that's kind of where you have, you, you kind of get in a little bit of trouble is when you just say things without thinking about it. Um, yeah, and actually, that's true, especially... Um why you'll see politicians don't do that they don't talk from the cuff like that mm -hmm. everything is written out and rehearsed before they go anywhere near a camera because of that reason they don't want to have a point in their mind and then go out there and 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 follow it up just with hmms and haws and mms and uhs and oh i don't know what's going on inside <laughs> my brain right now blah 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 blah, blah. yeah and, you know and they're stuttering around they're they're going around the, they go off on tangents I've seen politicians go off on tangents. We're not going to drop any names on that one, but it's it's very it doesn't it doesn't present the image that traditionally a politician would have. Um, yeah. So, and again, that that's not how a politician works. They're supposed to have everything. Politicians right. don't work. Well, they lie. They don't yeah, work. Yeah, that's true. Um, politicians are supposed to have everything lined up from the time they open their mouth and the time they get to that podium from the time they leave or to the time they leave rather um, they're supposed to have everything clear cut, concise short, sweet, to the point everything from, is planned from beginning to end to the detail Yeah. Um, so I think that's it for that one holy cow um, third one is Liars touch their face, which is partially right. Um, Depending. It depends on the situation. It can be right. Yeah. But 
in my in my experience it's not um for instance when i'm doing a performance or a psychic reading or what have you i don't touch my face it's not a thing i i, I it's not a thing i don't do that um and i don't really see professional liars do it either i've never seen them touch their face so um, there are other things you may see them doing, such as holding their arms stiffly at their side as a way of avoiding touching different parts of themselves. Um, but even when they do that, you'll see them fidget their fingers or fidget their bottom of their shirts, things like that. Um, and they're doing it as a, as a way of, for sure, hiding something most of the time. Yeah, and... You know, typically, amateur liars um, tend to demonstrate what we call uh, pacifying gestures, and that could include, uh, but is not limited to, uh, rubbing your hands, legs, uh, cracking your knuckles, playing with your hair, or wringing your hands, etc. Although I will say, um, as far as... Uh you know, playing with your hair and, and um, touching your face and, and doing things like this. Uh, anybody that's ever flirted with a woman knows these are things they do. It's part of their uh, mating ritual. I don't really want to call it that. It's, it's I, more yeah. of a, it's more of a, uh, it, it's part of their body language. It shows nervousness, insecurity. It shows, um, wanting to bring attention to certain things that they consider beautiful about themselves as a way of accentuating those details. Um, it, it, it's a normal, natural thing. Does it mean that the woman is lying to you as you speak to her? Absolutely not. Not at all. Um, it's just something that naturally happens. The thing that the show uh, touched on... Well, I guess they didn't really touch on it, but the thing that the show kind of makes it seem like is that there's always one particular tell, if you will, um, that someone can do that tells you they're lying, yeah, which is a TV show. That's, exactly. That's understand this, please. If it's on TV, it's false. Yeah, it's fake. <laughs> okay, just want to throw that out there. Yeah. Um. So, and that is absolutely not true. Um. There has to be clusters. There has to be multiple. Oh, it's a cluster. <laughs> it definitely is a cluster. Um, there has to be multiple signs, like official body language cues, for lack of a better word. And usually more than one. Yeah. You can't go by one. Two, maybe. I would even, eh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, but again, it goes to the say, baseline. Yeah, I would say a safe bet is three. If you're, if, you're, if you're speaking with someone and you ask them a question or a topic comes up in conversation and suddenly they're fidgeting and playing with their face, mm -hmm. and playing with their hair, then you can kind of figure out that maybe that part of the conversation is either incredibly uncomfortable or deceptive. Right. And then if they go back to... Touching or uh, back to normal conversation. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but 
some people actually have a natural tendency to touch themselves. Uh, now, wait a minute. This is well, hey, God, hey, God. <laughs> you know, let me finish. Uh, with no anxiety or uh, what we call detection apprehension, which is basically the level of, of uh, basically your fear of being either believed or being falsely accused of lying. I think you believe not believe. You're afraid of being not believed. Yeah. Um, And that's basically a fear of exposure. I can speak on that personally because when, when I first started studying magic, the hardest part of it for me was knowing that I was lying to people's faces and I had to get used to the idea of doing so. Uh, and it took some time. It really did. It was it was difficult. Um, I I can't lie. I'm a terrible liar. Uh, in regular just regular conversation, I I smile. I laugh. It, it, it's a mess. <laughs> so I had to learn how to be able to completely pull the wool over someone's eyes and convince them that I'm absolutely telling them the truth. It's a difficult skill. To learn, uh, but once you've learned it, it can definitely benefit you if you use it for good. You know, if you use it to detect lies, if you use it for entertainment, you know, that's great. Uh, actually, going around lying to people probably not so much. <laughs> um, kind of to go off of what you were just talking about. You paused. That means you're lying. <laughs> uh. So the other thing with that, too, is um, it's you have to figure out or figure in steaks. And I don't mean like the kind you put on the grill. Salt and pepper for me, pal. <laughs> um, you have to figure out steaks because if you're just a street magician, you don't know these people. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to lie to somebody who you have no personal affiliation or relationship with oh absolutely it's so much easier to lie to somebody you know you're never going to see again yep and that's that's one of the big things is in you in a lie you have to have stakes without stakes there really is no purpose to lie it doesn't mean that they won't. Right. There's no. There's no benefit. There's no benefit. But liars always need a gain. Mm-hmm. There's always something they're 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 going to get out of it. They're, or okay, so this goes into basic human behavior. Uh, people do what works, and if it doesn't work, they stop doing it. Yep. There's always some benefit to any behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, lying is is no exception at all. So, uh, going back to <laughs> touching their face, um, also keep in mind that there are some personality disorders that have you constantly touching your body. And that could be on your face, that could be your arms, that could be legs, that could be just about anywhere. Um, and make sure that you take that into account as if that was their baseline. You know, if somebody's scratching all over, like they got fleas all over them, but they have, I don't know, 
schizophrenia or something. Um, and they feel like they have bugs crawling them all, all the time. Um, to also take that into account. Um, right. I, I can tell you for a fact, um, I have ADD and I fidget with my fingers. I tap them together. My legs shake all the time. It's, it's, and that's part of my baseline. And anybody that would talk to me would have to, you know, if they were going to detect deception in me, uh, they would have to really pay close attention to the fact that that's behavior that I exhibit all the time. So that's not any indication of, of um, deception. Yeah. I so, wonder what my tells are. I'm sure I have them. Oh, yeah. I just don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. Maybe something to look into. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, number four. Liars are nervous. Partially right. Partially. Um, I can tell you that liars that are like amateur liars are going to appear to be uh, nervous. And again, that goes into the fear of exposure. Um, it goes into what if this person doesn't believe me or what if I get called out on a lie or what if it's somehow you know, I'm caught in it or something like that. That's that's where the nervousness comes from. What if my story doesn't match up? Right. What if details get <clears throat> construed? So, yeah. um, and that that's something you really have to worry about um, when you're when you're dealing with someone who you believe may be lying to you. But you have to be careful again because, a, as a magician or someone doing a performance art of some nature in that way there's going to be nervousness. It's a performance anxiety. It happens to just about everybody on earth. And if you ever meet anyone that performs in any way, and it tells you they don't get nervous right before they go into their performance, they're lying. Okay. <laughs> there's a deception involved. Yep. All right. And it's, it's not, it's similar, but different. Um, as a musician, you know, what if I hit the wrong note? What if I, you know, sing the wrong the long lyrics in this part of the song. What if I do this? What if I do that? It's it's a it's a a fear of exposure in the same way, but it's all it's it's a different kind of nervousness. A dishonest nervousness isn't really as detectable because a really good liar is going to find ways around that. And the fact of the matter is, as with anything if you tell yourself a lie enough times, you'll believe it's true, and therefore you won't be nervous when telling somebody else. I would also say that if you're looking for nervousness in a liar, again, have at least two, I would say, uh, two tells. I would also be looking for, uh, we'll get to this in the next point, but I would look for um, profuse sweating. Uh, I would probably listen for deviations in their vocal tone yes. or their pitch or, or speed of voice. Yeah. Or just something. You have to have a cluster again, like we said, to really. And it doesn't necessarily mean they're lying either. No, they could still be telling the truth. Yeah. But there are other reasons why these specific uh, instances are happening. And that could be due to detection apprehension, uh, like we talked about earlier, or they're just uncomfortable in the situation. If you've had, say you're someone who's had 
multiple run-ins with the law and you've been in court for so many things um or maybe you've never been in court ever and suddenly you're brought to a police station for questioning on a possible murder case um do you think that somebody who's never been in a police station other than a kid who would think it would probably be the coolest thing in the world um do you think somebody who has never been in a police station before and is now surrounded by all the uniforms and the uniforms have guns Mm -hmm. well i mean this is uh i i imagine it would be the same as someone you know, a kid being called to the principal's office right you know now you're facing an authority figure that you're not used to f- having to deal with yep and now you're going to be nervous because you're uncomfortable in the situation um i can tell you for me and it, it is most definitely a symptom of my add um going to a new place and not knowing where i'm going not knowing where i'm going to park not knowing how to get where I need to be is a huge trigger for me and makes me very nervous, very on edge, and very much exhibit behaviors that could be considered deceptive on their own, right? But they're not at all deceptive. I'm just nervous about going where I need to go and not knowing where I'm going. Yeah, and again, it could be like you were just touching on... um... Some, it could be about something completely unrelated to the situation. Um, Joe Navarro, he's a uh, former FBI agent. He does multiple TED Talks about body language. Like He is, other than Paul Ekman, who is the grandfather of body language, I would say Joe Navarro is not very far behind him. Um, but he, I was listening to one of his audiobooks, And he told a story about how he was working a case. This woman, they asked her to come to the, uh, I don't know what FBI substations are called, but. um, Satellite location? I I guess. Yeah. Um, But they asked her to come to the station. (laughs) FBI (laughs) 0.5. Asked her to come to the station. And because they were going to question her, they're not saying that she was necessarily involved or not with whatever case was going on, um, but they just wanted to question her. And so there, he he started questioning her and asking her, you know, oh, what did you, you know, just questions about the case. And he noticed that he was starting to get some answers to some of his questions, and there was a deviation in the baseline so when the lady got there she was her normal you know as normal as anyone can be um and then noticed throughout the interview that she was becoming more nervous um she was tapping her foot her legs was shaking uh she was tapping her fingers playing with her nails and just all of the things that you would think would just outright just expose the liar a hundred percent. And so he's asking her all these questions and he's starting to get the answers and he's like, Oh man, I, I got her now, you know, let me ask her a few more and then we can take her in. And, uh, but he's like, you know what? Let me ask her something else. So he asks, 
ma'am, is there something something bothering you right now? Anything anything bothering you? And she goes, well, yeah, there is. And he's like, oh, yes, I'm finally going to get a confession. And she said, he goes, what's what's bothering you? She goes, well, I I only paid for two hours on the parking meter and we've been here for three hours now. Right. So she's worried about getting a parking ticket. And that's what caused her nervousness, Mm -hmm. not the fact that he's asking her all these questions. Mm -hmm. So, again, it could be completely unrelated to the situation at all. Um. And again, that that fear of being believed or not believed is absolutely uh, 100%. Um, And on the flip side, if the person has well rehearsed the lie, they may not even be nervous anymore. Mm -mm. Because they've told themselves so many times Mm -hmm. that they don't have to think about it. It just becomes natural. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know if you want to do the... Uh, that second part here the yeah i mean details that's that's absolutely true because um one thing uh part of a magician's act is called patter uh and the patter is when the magician is talking to the spectator and they're basically uh there are multiple reasons why they would do it that i won't go into here but uh they're basically using words as a way of continuing on the illusion that they're performing. Um, and, and, and it works. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. For instance, what, let's say, let's say I'm, I'm performing a card trick for you and you know what, you know, there's something going on and you know, that the, the cards are going to be manipulated in some way. So you keep your focus on the cards as hard as you possibly can. All I have to do is start talking about moving along the illusion. And all I have to do is say your name and you will look up from those cards for a split second and I can do what I need to do and you won't even notice it. So realistically, think about the the psychology of not only the lie, but also the, the tell. Yeah. The psychology of the tell. Yeah. Um, and there is such a thing as too many details. Um, typically someone who hasn't rehearsed the lie will feel the need to give you way more information than you need. And it's your job as the detector to pick and choose which parts and pieces of that conversation that you absolutely need and what else is fluff. And yeah, and, and fluff most often time is either um, exaggerated or it can also be omitted. Um, what aren't they telling you? Or are they just filling their story full of nonsense? Either way, there's deception involved in that. I hate to say it. A lot of people are like, no, no, they just like to include a lot of detail in their story. No, most of the time they're exaggerating or omitting when this fluff happens. Yeah, and there was actually an episode uh, of that show where the main character went and interviewed the parents of a missing child. Okay, so parents reported the child missing. Of course, they do their investigation. 
And he goes and asks him, you know, hey, what's, you know, tell me about him. What anything that could have led to this happening. Um, and he gets the inkling that they may not be telling the whole truth. So he asks them, he goes, the day your, your child went missing, what was the weather like? Was it sunny? Was it cloudy? Was it raining? The dad kind of says in between her, he says, I, I don't really. And then the mother says, I, I, I think it was raining. Yeah, it was definitely raining. And it's like very specific details like that don't need to come forward. Right, especially in a situation where your child has just been kidnapped. The la- You figure the last thing you'd be concerned with was whether or not it was raining. You know, y- your concern would be, holy shit, my son's gone, right? <laughs> like, why would, you, why would you be thinking about, oh, my son's gone. That's terrible. Let me get my umbrella. Yeah, let me get my raincoat. Like, what, <laughs> what, 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 what sense would that make? Yeah. So, so, yeah, in that instance, you know that that fluff is definitely uh, being exaggerated or at least in some way deceptive. Uh, so the final myth uh, is liars fidget. Do they? I mean, they kind of do. As I mentioned earlier, I have ADD and I fidget all the time. Does that make me a liar? I mean... Yes. Yes. <laughs> but... <laughs> but not not in the way that we're talking about. Bootstrap Bill, you're a liar and you'll spend eternity on this ship. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, no, but seriously... Uh, not necessarily the fidgeting, not necessarily a sign of a liar. It could be, as with me with the ADD, or it could be some of the anxiety disorder, things like that. It could be a kid is doing one of those spinny thingies that they have, the, mm-hmm. the, the fidget, fidget spinner. spinner. Yep. Um, it's a way of giving your brain a break. So realistically, it's not necessarily a sign of deception. That myth is, is, is very, very dangerous. It's it's kind of one of the it's kind of funny because uh, I'll my stomach will be hurting or something and my wife will say, "Do you want me to step on your toe and take your mind off your off your stomach?" And right. it's, it's basically a, a relief. Absolutely. If you have something else to think about, you are less likely to. I don't know. I'm I'm convinced. I, I'm convinced this is why uh, video games have become so popular. Yeah. Uh, is because it's a way of occupying your mind while resting it at the same time. I say that all the time. It's it's mindless. Yeah, it's, it's certain it's, games it's are absolutely mindless. mindless. Absolutely. And after a long day at work, that just hits the spot. Absolutely, one hundred percent agree. Um, now, myself, I'm not big on video games per se. I have a few little games on my phone that I'll you know pull out and mess around with every once in a while but usually for my brain um honestly listening to music or watching videos on tiktok weirdly enough um is my mindless activity (laughs) and it drives my wife insane because she thinks i'm just addicted to it and that's not the case i try to tell her that it's because it allows my brain to just go (sighs) 
<sighs> yeah, take a breather. Because it's constantly going and going and going and going. And it needs to take that, you know, few moments of rest that may turn into four hours. I don't know. But it happens. Yeah. Um, another thing that in that show they mentioned, um, mind you, the, the whole body language thing in this show is 100% science. This isn't what I think. This isn't what Brian thinks. This isn't, oh, well, we think that, you know, if you were lying, you would or would not do. No. Um, they tried to keep that show as scientifically accurate as possible. Um, so in that, in a certain episode, the, uh, the main character's counterpart, who also focused on speech and vocal tone and pitch and speech patterns um, asked a, a subject or a suspect rather of an investigation um, to replay his start of the morning, the day that whatever crime happened. So the, uh, the character says, yeah, come over here. Well, go ahead and pour yourself some coffee and uh, tell me about your, your, your day. So he grabs the coffee pot, holds the cup in his hand, and he's explaining what happened that day, but he's only doing that. He's only explaining what happened that day, and he's not pouring coffee. Right. Your brain can only make up so many things at one time that his brain could not handle making up a story and pouring the amount of concentration you need mm -hmm. to pour a cup of coffee. And she even called him out on it. She's like, you know, when people are telling the truth, typically they can do multiple things at once. You're not being able to pour the coffee while you're telling the story. It's kind of suspect. Right, like you could be on the phone with someone uh, and pour a cup of coffee very easily. Yeah. But if you're trying to make up a story that would get you out of a murder, you know, indictment, your brain's going to be so focused on that that you're not going to be able to do anything else. Mm-hmm. Even, even something as simple as pouring a cup of coffee. Yeah. And it may seem simple, but it actually takes so much concentration because you have to think about okay this is hot i don't want to spill this how full is my cup getting how much more do i need to pour the the pot is getting lighter the velocity of the pour you don't want to pour too much right yeah right i gotta leave room for cream and sugar mm -hmm. uh not me because i drink it black but anyway that's um, because you're a freak of nature well i just hate my body all right that's good <laughs> um so yeah, that is our five myths, and we'll go over them again. It's, all right, from the top, uh, liars don't look you in the eye. That is completely 100% false. I even have it on my sheet. It says wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, all caps, by the way. Uh, number two is liars stutter and pause. Eh, again. Could be, establish but not necessarily. A baseline. Yeah, establish a baseline. Like I said, that is the most important thing in detection or deception detection is figuring out what's different from a baseline. 
Uh, third one is liars touch their face. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, fourth is liars are nervous. Yeah, probably. If they're terrible liars. Um, and the fifth one is liars fidget, which is, again, partially right. And partially um, wrong. Right. I mean, correct. <laughs> um, so... So yeah, I think we're going to end it here. Um, tune in to our next episode where we will discuss how you are being constantly manipulated by use of deception every moment of every day of your life. Every second. We're all about happiness and inspiration here. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I guess that's it then. <laughs> all right. Well, uh... Thanks for tuning in. And uh, I'm Austin. Are you? I, I I'm Brian. La- last I checked. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Be sure to uh, catch that one as well. It's going to be fun. Bye.